Hi guys, I'm the Impaired Grappler and welcome to my podcast. Today we have a very special guest from San Francisco, it's Danny Prokopos. So we talk about the Greek, uh, Greek heritage and mentality, the influence of Alexander the Great, the philosophers and the Spartans uh, on his life. We get into mental health, uh, suicide and homelessness, especially in San Francisco there. Uh, we get into uh, him teaching jiu-jitsu and uh, wanting to become the best teacher, the best fighter. Uh, we talk about politics in jiu-jitsu, the lack of prize money, his beef with Charles Sonnen. Uh, we get into injuries, including uh, head trauma that he had from a car accident a few years ago. And we get into some strength and conditioning and recovery recommendations that he has. Uh, be sure to check those out. And yeah, we get into diet, uh, especially the ketogenic diet and making weight for fights. So that was pretty interesting. And uh, we also touch on the victor versus victim mindset and taking responsibility for your actions and having faith in something bigger and you know finding what you love. So hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And we'll catch you on the other side. Us. Hi guys, I'm the Impaired Grappler and welcome to my podcast. Today we have a very special guest from, it's from uh, San Francisco. It's the Greek legend, the Greek warrior, uh, Denny Prokopos. Uh, how are you, Denny? Savas, Kalimera. Happy Monday to you, my brother. Kalimera, happy Sunday for you over there. Thank you. I'm doing great, man. Just... Um... Super happy to, you know, wake up. It's a chill Sunday today. Uh, today's super chill. Just, uh, it's like my only day off. Like, you know, mm. I just went to church and I'm just chilling. So talking found, to you now. Yeah, have you found the last few weeks have been a bit, uh, or the, maybe the last week or so has been a little bit more chill than the few weeks before that? So I don't, I don't know over there, over here, the energy levels I think a few weeks ago, everyone was just in a really negative spiral, negative energy. But the last week, man, man, I was, I I was actually watching like all the crazy uh, footage that was surfacing from Australia Mm. where like we were watching people being beaten. And I was like, damn, you know, because I've been to Melbourne twice and I was like, wow, this really sucks to see, you know, so there were, uh, so that really sucked to see for Australia, you know, cause like, I love Australia. It's such a beautiful place and the people are such wonderful people, you know, and it's, it was terrible to see how the, the cops were being so draconian and like, you know, um, just really abusing the people it was terrible to see that. Um, but, you know, uh, I spent two months in Greece where, you know, I, I was on an Island. Everybody was super chill. Uh, I came back to San Francisco. Um, it's been pretty chill here, you know? Um, I mean, there's, there's obviously, you know, different things going around, like, like, like Australia, America's huge, you know? So different things happen to different parts of the country. But um, I mean, for me, man, I'm, I'm always like, no matter what's going on, I'm always paying attention to like jujitsu. I mean, like, even if things are really chaotic around me, I'll just like focus on jujitsu and, you know, um, things work themselves out usually that way for me, like they do for most people that train. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that, that is one of the major issues here with regards to gyms closing and, uh, no official jujitsu, uh, being, 
uh, well, the gyms aren't open, so no one's doing the jujitsu. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of uh, underground jujitsu, uh, but yeah, apart from uh, that, you know, you know, you know, I didn't know that because like I have some friends, uh, I'm afraid to mention their names now <laughs> since we're on a podcast. And I, from what you just said, I guess like the gyms are supposed to be closed, mm. but uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm watching some of my friends' gyms in Australia, and it looks like they're open and they're training. Uh, uh, so, so oh, I, well, yeah, it depend, depends on like in Melbourne, it's definitely not, but um. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, and it, it, it's sad because like it, apart from everything else, and like it helps with the mental health and um, absolutely, yeah, and you know th- there has been a couple of cases throughout the community um, of uh, you know people taking their lives and um, that sort of thing. So it's pretty, it's pretty full on having that outlet taken away from you. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit crazy, but like, yeah, we could go like over, over there. So it's like, it's not as bad as LA, San Francisco. That, you know, uh, sucks to hear that, um, you know, members of the community, I mean, mm. it, it, it always mm. sucks to hear when someone takes their lives, you know, um, I know that there's a huge mental health crisis. I, I actually do feel like in terms of mental health, things did get worse in San Francisco. I actually think in terms of the world, like when you look at things in the general, they are, they mm. haven't gotten better. They've gotten worse. Um, and yeah, that does suck. I mean, the way that I look at it, that's more of a pandemic than, you know, COVID. Yeah, to, me, look, to me, to me, to me, yeah, if you look at the numbers, to me, there's more of a mental health crisis than there is a COVID crisis, you know? And actually, like in San Francisco, I mean, if we're talking about this subject, yeah, San Francisco's gotten way worse during the pandemic. I mean, homelessness, homelessness, uh, homelessness is worse. Uh, you know, I was reading an article the other day that was talking about five Walgreens, which are basically the, you know, I don't, I don't think you guys have Walgreens in Australia, do you? No, I think. Uh, got more, it's like so came up. Yeah, it's it, 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 came up. It's yeah, it's it's kind of like a a few a few steps down from that, but it's meant to be like a little a local convenience store for the community, yeah. right? Which mm. they also have like um, uh, what's it called uh, pharmacies, right? So, so mm. they're really important. It's yeah. really important to have a pharmacy, mm. you know. They're because. There's so much um, shoplifting going on in San Francisco. They're shutting five stores down. Okay, yeah, that's that's a big fucking deal. Mm. Yeah, well, when you're looking at that's... it from a business, when you're looking at it from a business perspective, when when they're telling you, man, homelessness uh, and 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 like stealing, shoplifting has gotten so bad in San Francisco that. We're losing so much money from people just coming in and stealing from us that we're just going to close down. Hmm. Well, that, well, they changed the laws and uh, a lot of the cops quit, didn't they? Well, actually, I think that was more. Well, here's 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 what's happened. Like, they've defunded the police, right? They're defunding. And another thing, like where I live, in San, I live in San Francisco, right, in America. Um, basically you can break into a car 
And as long as you don't steal more than a thousand dollars, the cops are not going to come after you. So like, so it incentivizes criminality. Yes. And it's a major problem throughout San Francisco. I mean, there have been, it's very common to walk from block to block and to see people's windows smashed. It's very common. You know, and when you think about it, it's fucking crazy because it's, it's really fucking crazy because San Francisco is one of the richest cities in the world. Yeah. It makes, it, it makes no sense, but here it is. Like, you know, we have these problems, mm. you know, and they're getting worse. They're not getting better. And during a pandemic, having more homeless people seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, but like so. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good for the homeless people. I don't think that's good for the city. I don't think it's good for the people. I, you know, but um, if you look at how certain issues are attacked, right? How they're prioritized. It's. Uh, I mean, now I'm like completely getting off the subject of jujitsu, right? But like, yeah. you know, it's 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 like the agenda. It's like the agenda of the people in power. What's their agenda? What serves their pockets or the people that have put them in power? You know. Mm. Yeah. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to speculate. But I mean, that's pretty much how shit works everywhere. That's mm. not just in America. That's everywhere. Yeah, and the more you it's look into the, it, the more you're catching up to what they. I doing. mean, I mean, that's how the world. That's how the world works. The world works basically like you know, uh, whoever's in power. You know, they're basically making moves that uh, benefit them, and whoever and and the people that have helped them reach and maintain their power that mm. that's human history but that's you know what what we're talking about too you can also say about jujitsu that this applies to jujitsu too you know and in the political side of jujitsu it's mm. very common because like you know like there's politics and there's politics in life but there's politics in jujitsu too this is the same exact thing you know it's it's just applied to another way that's it well, yeah it's like everyone's like well, we've got to we've got to destroy, we've got to break down the system because the people in charge are uh, doing bad things. But it's like it's not the system that's the problem. It's the people that are enforcing the system. They're not following the rules. Like if we follow the rules, but they don't, then that's like you're you're screwing things up. And then the people that are then then the people want to like you know have a revolution and you know get rid of the depose the people in charge. But it's like and replace with what you know um i agree yeah yeah i agree i mean like right now like america has this feeling to me like it feels the most lawless it's been people don't respect the laws it's it's, it's a very bizarre fucking thing to see you know but i think that's i think that's happening more and more but the reason they're not is because of how they're seeing their politicians act too it's like, yeah. oh, if they can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. And so, so, but so, so, but so, 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 so it just, it just makes things worse. Mm. Yeah. It just, it just justifies. Uh, yeah. It's people, like a, it, 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 it's, it's like a dog eat dog mentality. Mm. They're doing it. So, you know, it's okay, you know? Yeah. But 
Yeah, fair enough. Well, like, in, like if we look at look at history, especially where um, you're from, Zakynthos, yeah. Yeah, my mother's side is from Zakynthos. Yeah. My dad's side is from Cadilla, Peloponeso. Okay, so like, well, in Zakynthos, um, yeah, there's a, a famous story of the the Nazis going up to the to the priest or the mayor or both and asking, oh, by by midday tomorrow, we want us, we want all the Jews in. We want you to bring all the Jews to the, you know. Yeah, and they hand, and, and yeah. they handed over their names. Yeah, well, they, they first they organized for the Jewish people to, uh, they sent them to the mountains to be. Yeah. Yeah, to be protected by the local community. And then they went up the next day, the mayor and the priest went up to, um, turn themselves in we're the only jews on this island um, yeah they they, they, they only the gave place. their two names that that's what i meant i like to correct my statement what i meant to say is i spoke a little too soon i apologize right. but, but like that yeah. story that's the real story yeah like oh yeah that's that's what i understand um is that um what you understand and like the and just yeah the people people from there that have that pride in that um And it's a, it's a you know, very proud race, race and like, you know, the, the Greeks just in general held back the Nazis for, for a while. And it's that whole, uh, that whole uh, Greek mentality of, uh, it's not, uh, it's not 10 million people supporting the government, it's 10 million individuals. And when they come together to, when they come together to uh, uh, protect their nation, they will, you know, more than anyone else. And farmers were the ones that were protecting, um, you know, and he held back the Nazi regime for for a while going into Africa and stuff. So um, in terms of like... Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting history, man. Mm. You know, uh, uh, you know the story that you said basically where the mayor and the bishop of the island where when the Nazis went to them and they said, you know, we're the Jews. And then the next day they handed themselves over and they protected the Jews. I've always found that story very inspirational. It's a very inspirational story to me. Um, you know? Yeah, and it's sort of like, and it's kind of like in the blood, in the in our nature and in our heritage that we've been, that we grew up with. And like how important was that Greek heritage and the history and the contribution to your life, your your martial arts career and all that, um, through a fighting spirit, the warrior spirit, the the Hellenic, uh, the history and the you know the three hundred Spartans and like all the Alexander the Great and all the history that we've uh, had and all the stuff we're given to the world, sort of thing. I mean, how's that influenced me? Hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I, I mean, I mean, it's what I am. Yeah. You know, it's, there's, there's, there's like, uh, there's no Denny, like without that, like, uh, my identity of who I am and how I view myself as a fighter connects to that. Um, 
I mean, you know, uh, growing up, my father taught me a lot about Greek history and then he got me really into it. He got me really into Greek history, Greek philosophy. And, um, I, I was, uh, basically raised on that and I've, I've kept studying it up until now. Um, you know, the truth is Alexander is my biggest inspiration when it, when I, when I look at, cause I don't look at jujitsu. So there's, all right, there's, um, so like there's jujitsu, like for sport, right. But what is jujitsu really for? Jujitsu was invented for war. It's yeah. really, it's it's a martial art. Mm, martial. martial art, martial meaning warlike art. Uh, jujitsu, gentle art, gentle way. You know, um, was originated for the samurai, right? Um, so, like when I was a kid, and you know, I learned about how basically. You know, Alexander won. He basically wanted to conquer the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to conquer jujitsu, you know, and, you know, he wouldn't take no for an answer. I won't take no for an answer. Uh, it doesn't matter who believes in him. It doesn't matter who believes in me. Um, you know, when it looks, when it's like, and also another thing, he's the, he, he's the leader that leads from the front, right? And he's willing to sacrifice himself, right? Uh, that's the leader that I am. That's the leader that I've always been. All these years that I've been fighting, I'm teaching, I'm fighting. Like, all right. Um, well, he was the big teacher. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, I mean, I think, I think the most noblest thing is like, whatever you preach and teach, you do. And like, you know, you lead. And I felt like what Alexander said he did. And I mean, how incredible is that? You know, he's like, he's like, I'm going to conquer the fucking world, <laughs> conquer yeah. the world, you and know, he's a 16 um, year olds as well. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I had a crazy moment when I went, you know, uh, I had a crazy moment. Well, not a crazy moment, a special moment. I use the wrong word. I had a very special moment, like when I was 30 years old, a little before I, I turned 30. Um, I went to Thessaloniki. I went and I taught a seminar there. And uh, they took me around the city. They took me to the, actually, I was staying at a hotel. I stayed at the Macedonia Palace, right? Okay. And it's fucking beautiful because like, you have a view of the sea and then to the right is the statue of Alexander. And I would, I went up to the statue and I was just like sitting there, just looking at the statue, thinking about his history. And I started crying. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> yes. I'm like, man, this is my biggest inspiration. Cause like for me, like to be a world champion is like the guy that conquers the world. That's what it means. World champion, the champion of the world, the motherfucker that's number one. And uh, I guess my first great inspiration to be that was Alexander. And then he never lost a battle. Like for me, I, I tried to never lose, you know, like I never want to lose, you was, know? Uh, yeah. So, 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 so there's, there's that from Alexander. And then, I mean, and then there's studying all the philosophers, 
you know, and then there's also the Spartans. I mean, fuck, man, the Spartans, they were a whole culture that was just dedicated to war. And, you know, Hmm. the 300 Spartans, I mean, my nickname's 300, you know, never, never backing down, never surrendering, you know. And then another thing, like, I guess what you learn from them is, like, you got to be able, you got to be willing to sacrifice yourself for whatever your cause is. That's what you learn about them. And, you know, for them, they were willing to sacrifice themselves for their people. They knew they were going to die, but, you know, they fought. There's something noble in that, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you're going to protect your people. And basically, you know, they, uh, that, that, that's a whole unique history within itself. They basically, held the persians off and uh well they ended up dying but that inspired greece to reunite and then fight persia you know yeah and win and in dying they live for they've like cemented their immortality so they live forever they live forever we're, we're talking about them thousands of years later so, you know yeah look at look at modern culture there's like movies there's movies about them there's books written about them there's tv shirts Oh, there's TV shows. There's uh, there's shirts. Yeah, yeah, I've got two shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I made my rash guards like yeah. Yeah, I saw that orange one that you had on. I saw, yeah, orange rash guard. Uh, yeah, with the Spartan oh. helmet on that you've got. Um, so it's like with re- well, with regards to teaching and all that, has teaching how has teaching helped you and um, with all all that um, inspiration from the the Greek Hellenic, so how's the teaching helps and sort of bring it all to, together? And like, have you seen a change since you opened up your own school? I mean, I wanted from. Uh... From when I was 14 years old, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, the truth is, the whole reason I got into fighting was to prove that I'm legit. Because the way that I saw it when I was a kid is like, all right, cool. I want to be the best in the world. I want to prove that I'm the best. Because if I prove that I'm the best, people will want to come to learn from me. They'll want to come to learn my jujitsu. And my whole focus basically when i was 14 i realized i wanted to be a teacher i want to have my own school and i wanted to fight professionally um but even before that when i was a kid you know it was like a dream to fight you know but i didn't think to be like a teacher that, that i didn't think till i was 14 because like i realized how much i love jujitsu and um in jujitsu the only real way to make money even today even today you have to teach. You can't just fight unless unless you come from you, unless you come from money, or you have mm. people backing you up. You can't just you can't just fight in jujitsu. The purses are not that high even today. Like for example, right the the most highest paid guy today to compete is Gordon Ryan. Right, he gets paid twenty thousand dollars a match. Right, there's there's guys that make that you know, um, from their gyms. Um, and then 
and it's 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 which it's unfortunate. I hope the prize money goes up in jujitsu, which it will go. But let me go back to the original question, you know, before I, I get off on that little tangent. But um, I, I mean, so talking about like jujitsu, like you know, Greek philosophy, right? I mean, jujitsu has philosophy. So when like you're teaching jujitsu, you're actually teaching philosophy. You're a philosophy teacher, whether you like it or not. Not everybody's a good philosophy teacher, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Not everybody's not everybody's someone a good philosophy best. teacher. Someone could be the yeah. Someone could be a world champion, but not not a great teacher, or a great teacher, but not you know the best fighter. But you know, it's it's hard to have a combination of the best fighter and the best teacher. But it's a lot. By the way, that's that. By the way, that's always something I tried to do. I tried to be the I, I I've I've always tried to be the best fighter and the best teacher simultaneously. Like I want to be a world champion fighter. I want to be a world champion coach, and always, always, my I'm always thinking I want to be the best. That's never changed. Hmm. My father always told me that when I was a kid. He said, "Denny, whatever you do, you have to try and be the best at it." And he also told me whatever I love, I can achieve, you know? And then since we're on this, you know, we're talking about philosophy, uh, something that he said to me in Greek, you know, because sometimes he says it to me in Greek. Sometimes he says it to me in English. Sometimes it's tr it's really Greek, but it's translated in English. You know how it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, one thing, one thing that I really like that he said, uh, in order to live life, you need your own philosophy. And I really feel jujitsu is like that way. Like, for example, we're all different. You and I were different. Like for me as a teacher, right. I don't look to put my, um, I'm not trying to make copies of myself. I, 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 I look to teach my best jujitsu and, um, give as much information on techniques, concepts, and strategies. And then my students' job is like, I can help them put it together, but they have to put it together. And they, and as a teacher, see, here's the thing. I, I A lot of people want their students to listen to them. I don't care if you listen to me. I'm a little weird like that. Here's what I mean. Uh, I didn't become who I became by like listening to people. No one ever told me, Denny, you need to go train. No one ever told me you need to go this and you go do that. Like I wanted to become who I became. This is not a mistake. Like me being who I am, it's zero mistake. So I'm not the type of like, if I see that you're fucking up, I'll talk to you. Right. But, and, and like, and like when I'm teaching people, I correct people. If I see someone making a mistake, I'll immediately like correct them. Right. But, uh, I don't force myself on, you know, just because like my, my way to success was I wanted it. Like the guys that are world champions, they want to be world champions. I mean, someone may have told them you have potential along the way or they just wanted to be it, you know, but like. That's half the story. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have regular people that come to me that like they're not motivated or mm. whatever. And like my job is to motivate them. I can easily motivate people. That's, but like for me, myself personally, my motivation is just to always get better. And it's just that simple. I'm just motivated by just constantly becoming better and being the best 
And here's the thing. Sometimes in my life, because of my injuries, I have not been able to pursue being the best fighter in the world. So I mentally changed the frame to just, I'm just going to focus being the best me. Hmm. Well, you so, know what I'm saying? For, yeah, because, because, some, because sometimes like, like for me, I I've been fighting for, I've been doing jujitsu for over 20 years. I've been competing for over 20 years now. Right. Sometimes because either of injuries or of political reasons, I have not been able to fight. Like for example, right now, um, I can fight. I'm healthy enough to fight. Right. But, um, you know, politically right now, um, some political things happen, you know, um, I'm not fighting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, when the, you know, it's like, I've got a saying, keep politics. Well, it's not really saying, but it's basically just keep politics out of jujitsu, keep politics out of everything, even keep politics out of politics because the politics is (laughs) ruining the world pretty much. So I, so, so I agree with that statement a hundred percent, but that's the first thing I like to say, but here's what I learned because when I was younger, I, I, I thought that, but then I realized I had to be a politician. Mm. Like even me, whether I like it or I don't, I play politics. Yeah. I, every, everybody does. Everybody does. Now here's the thing. I will not deny the game. I, I, I won't deny the game. But I'm always me, mm. you know, and like because to deny politics is to deny what is the actual reality of us animals. We're animals. Mm. We're humans, but we're animals. You yeah. know, yeah. This is part of our structure. This mm. political fucking thing. This thing of fighting for position of being number one. Whether we like it or we don't like it, it exists in everything. Like yeah. politics is in everything. It's mm. in fighting. It's in it's in even fucking religion, man. Mm. You know, like yeah. if, if you go and you look at nothing is above politics. Politics mm. is just a part of everything. Now, there's a lot of people that will hear me say this and they're like, man, I really don't like what he's saying. I don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't like what I'm saying, but it's just the fucking... It's the nature of what it is. Yeah, like, for example, it's like a part of nature. You, yeah. See this? This is a cup. It's a cup. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee cup. You know, like, uh, man, did you read Hickson's book, uh, Breathe? Uh, no, I've got it. I just got it last week. So I, I would it. highly recommend this book to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I listened to the, I actually got it on Audible. And I listened okay. to the whole thing when I was flying back Ooh. from Greece, okay. right? Yeah. Took me nine hours and like, mm. I couldn't stop. I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking amazing. Mm. You know, I mean, even he even talked about the politics between himself, his older brother and his father and how they chose to put Hoist into the mm. UFC and how he basically went to Japan, which for me, I always knew this. But mm. the only reason I can personally talk, I always knew this but I would never talk about it then. But mm. since it's written in a book, mm. I'll discuss it. Because like, you know, by the way, that's actually me playing politics right there. Yeah. Why wouldn't I talk about it then? Well, you know, it's you know what it is, but some people might get offended. But hey, there's a book now, so mm. it's out. Hickson said it, so, you know, mm. let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> say the truth. Mm. 
let's say the truth. So like I, I, I looked at this and I was like, fuck, man, this is the greatest of all time. And they didn't give me a shot in the UFC. And I kind of like related it to my kind of story. And you're like, what the fuck do you mean, Denny? Well, I'm, I don't claim to be the greatest of all time. Like Hicks is the greatest of all time, but I am one of the best of all time at 155 pounds. No gi submission, only jujitsu. Now, why do I say that? I say that because I've won every title at 155 pounds. And I can still fight at 155 pounds. My last fight, Sug booked me at over 170. My opponent was like 205. I was 173, right? That's just what they booked me for. But if you look at all the best guys today at 155 or some of the best guys, I've beaten them. Or at 170, they're getting opportunities and I'm not getting opportunities. Now, some people would say, Denny talked a lot of shit. He said this, he said that. But I had a reason for saying what I said. I wasn't like, like you know, because like I said some things. Like I called out Chael. Why did I call him out? Because he said he would give me fights. Where's the fights, you know? And then, you know, there was like the whole thing with love or not a fighter. Uh, you know, he made fun of me when they offered him a fight. He LOL'd me and, you know, me. And, and, and I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I had to let that go. But then actually I said that wrong. Let me go back. They offered him a fight with me. It was good money, by the way. And, um, he said he's retired, you know, an LOL. Yet he goes on to challenge Gordon Ryan, right? Hmm. So I'm like, all right, so you're retired. You're retired when it comes to fighting me, but you're fine with fighting Gordon, right? You're fine with that because you're cool with losing to him, but you're not cool with losing to me because you know you will lose to me. And for me, everybody's like, why, is, why, why does Denny want that fight? Well, it's like, dude, we're like the two – He's definitely one of the best of his time, and I'm definitely one of the best of my time. I won ABI. He lost. I won FILA Worlds. He lost. He won IBJJF Worlds. So did I. He only took a bronze medal at ADCC. I was invited. I got hurt, so I never got the fight. But it's not like the guy has all these accomplishments over me that he's like, LOL. Hmm. So for me, I'm like, that kind of pissed me off. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, and then people are like, oh, he's talking shit. It's like, no, I'm not talking shit. It's like, we're in a game, right? Where if you're going to call someone out, they're going to call you out too. It's just what it is. You can't be calling. You can't say you're retired. You can't say you're fucking retired when it comes to one guy. Hey, but for that guy, I'm not retired. I'm just saying. It's, it seems like a bit that's, of a weak, weak move. That's why we say love or not a fighter. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, look, you, well, you touched on there, um, your injuries. Can you, uh, you know, being the Impaired Grappler podcast, can you touch on the injuries you've had and what modalities you've found or what you've learned from like rehab and what modalities work and all that sort of stuff? Stuff. I mean, I mean, man, the, the, the biggest injury that I've had is, uh, you know, a few years ago, I got hit by a fucking car, you know, and uh, from there, I had so many injuries, brain injuries, 
neck injuries, back injuries, knee injuries. And I mean, which I'm not going to lie, like, you know, before that earlier in my career, like I've had injuries too, but like the last few years I've actually like, I haven't gotten hurt from doing jujitsu, you know, um, and all like my injury came, I'm actually like, I got really good because when I was younger, I got hurt. Right. And then I got really good at not getting injured. And then I got fucking hit by a car and, you know, just that throws things off, Hmm. you know, from there, I've never kind of really been the same physically. Um, But I mean, for me, what would I recommend to jujitsu players? The very first thing that I would recommend is strength and conditioning, right? Because when you look at jujitsu, the components of jujitsu, there's three pillars to jujitsu. There's the physical, there's the mental, uh, and there's the spiritual, right? Um, but each one has all these different components. So obviously, if you look at the physical realm, there's the technique, right? Like you learn moves, you study moves, you drill moves. That's how you get good at jujitsu, okay? But what's very important, your health. And like after that, strength and conditioning, then flexibility. I always say first, it's technique. Well, technically first, it's mental. There's a mental and there's a spiritual aspect, right? Like um, then there's... Obviously, there's the technique, right? But I feel like after the technique, strength and endurance are the most important attributes. And flexibility is important. I'm not denying flexibility. But for me, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm already like naturally flexible. So I didn't have to work that much at it. And it's easier to maintain the longer, the longer you do it. Yeah. I mean, everything is so, so, you know, here's a little philosophical stuff. Uh, What you leave, it leaves you, you know? So like what you stop doing, it it leaves you. So Mm -hmm. that's why I always tell people, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's jujitsu, doesn't matter whether it's it's jujitsu weight training, flexibility, whatever. If you stop doing it, you lose. You always need, so like you need a certain amount to put in to make progress, but that's not the same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That, that, that right there, it's, it's not the same. Like um, there's some guys that, train hard really really hard once a day and they win world titles right there's other guys that compete in that same bracket where that guy only trains hard really really hard once a day and then those guys train really hard three times a day but that guy that only trains hard once a day he he still wins Hmm. and and the other guys they're, they're putting in more time than him but why is he winning you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like a yeah. lot of people think it's always, a lot of people think it's like more time, more time, more, it's not always better. 
that mm. and and by the way that's so you so we talk about like um we talk about like not getting injured right mm. or preventing injury you have to find out what's your threshold and also too that's going to change based on where you are in your life you're like what does that mean different things happen in life and different things can either like make you better or worse and based off of how you react to it mm. yeah and if you're smashing yourself three times a day as well like you need the recovery time uh rest recuperation recovery um and yeah especially like with the spiritual like to get the spiritual side and the mental side in harmony with the 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 physical side um if you're always going hard then even your spiritual side needs to recover and recuperate because our, our muscles don't build our muscles build while we're resting they don't they don't get built up while we're pumping iron and in the gym and working out or going you know yeah you 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 definitely need time to recover you know like um recovery is part of training that's what a lot of people don't understand Mm. um actually for me something that's really important something that i learned in my career i don't believe in overtraining Mm. i only believe in under eating and under resting yeah if you if you eat correct if you eat correct and you sleep enough you should not be overtrained Mm. yeah that's the key right there and by the way, another thing is that a lot of people that – so everybody's different. For me, I, I, I change up my training. Hmm. Like, um, for example, right now, I'm not training for a fight. Um, my number one mission right now, since I have no fights coming up right now, I, I, I just don't. Um, so I'm just focused on teaching, right? So when I'm teaching, I, I teach anywhere between one to five classes a day, right? When I'm teaching, I, I focus on training at least once a day in jujitsu and at least once a day in strength and conditioning. You know what I mean? Yep. Usually five days a week like right now. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do five jujitsu, like, like right now, my, 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 my current routine right now would be, I do five jujitsu sessions where I'm actually like drilling and sparring. And then there's all these other sessions where I'm just teaching. And then there's one where I'm lifting, but here's another thing too. Like, um, a lot of my lifting is focused on me being healthy. And like, um, I actually like my, my weightlifting is discussed between like, like how I'm feeling it. Like, uh, I have my chiropractor, I have my acupuncture. Like I, I, by the way, I really think you should do chiropractic and acupuncture too. You know, that's probably like the best thing for jujitsu you can do for maintenance. Mm. Um, I also think sauna is really important. I sauna and also cold plunge 
you know, I'll do that. I'll do that once every two weeks. I foam roll every day, foam roll every day. Like I wake up and I foam roll. Um, you know, and also, you know, the gun, the, the massage gun, that's yeah. really important for recovery too, man. Mm. You know, so, um, um, work out all those knots. I mean, you know, here's, here's the truth. Like a lot of the times when like we're feeling hurt in jujitsu, um, it's not the bone, it's the muscle and, and it's the muscle that's causing pressure on the bone. Right. Mm. And you know, what's also really good for people that have like neck or like back problems, like neck traction, mm. you know? So, and like all these things that I'm telling you, you can't stop doing them. Like for example, for me, right. Every day, I, I don't wake up every day and be like, fuck yeah, man, I want to lift every day. It's not like that. There's days that I wake up that I'm like, I don't feel like doing this, but I I, I then talk myself into do it. I, I always ask myself the same question. It's like, do you want to get better? It's like, yes. And then it's like, all right, well, you're not going to get better by not putting in work. Hmm. But I will tell you something else though, too. As I've aged and you know, I'm training all my life. If I feel like I'm hurt, I'll train a little bit and then I'll stop. And then like, and I've actually gotten better like that because there've been periods in my life where I haven't, where I've been really injured. Right. And like, all I've been able to do is like weight training and flow rolling or like just weight training and lots of drilling. Hmm. Cause like for me, I, I'm, when I'm doing jujitsu, I, I always, I always have to teach in, in order to get better at jujitsu, you have to drill you have to drill and you have to spar. You can't get better, right? At jujitsu because that's the, the, but, but then what else helps you is the strength and endurance. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's why, by the way, that's why I'm so into kettlebells. And I always, cause like many times people ask me like, Danny, what's, what's the best thing that I could do outside of jujitsu? Well, kettlebells. Hmm. And another thing that I would recommend to everybody I recommend that you study jujitsu. Like you study your favorite fighters, you watch them. And, um, you know, that's, that's really important. Yeah. Well, that, that what other, what, what, what other spiritual. questions do you have? <laughs> what uh, other questions do you have? Uh, so I've kind of gone off on tangents. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, if, uh, no, that's, that's a little all over that, the place. I actually prefer the tangents that what that, it gives me less to do. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to like give you complete answers. I'm just trying to give you complete answers. Like my brain goes off in a million different directions. Like as I'm talking to you, I'm like thinking like mm. three different fucking thoughts that that I want to tell you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well. I actually wanted to ask you about like your thoughts on being the victory in terms of instead of the victim, and I, I think you basically have sort of covered. That sort, that sort of thing. But is there anything you want to touch on that? Like the victor versus victim mindset? Because like at the moment, society is venerating you, you to be a victim, not you, but like it's venerating people to be a victim as opposed to um, letting them understand the sacrifice and hard times. But like you've got to be the, you can get out of the victimhood by becoming the victor in your own life. Um, is there anything you have to, touch on that or yeah you've basically been talking 
I mean, I, I can, topic. I, I can, I, I can elaborate further. I mean, I, I could because I really like your question. I, I really like your question because philosophically, I talk about this when I'm teaching. So, all right, it's basically taking responsibility, right? Um, so a few things stick out to me. The very first thing is like from a young kid, I never looked at who was in office that much as like presidents. Up until later where I saw that in certain things, it really does matter, but it doesn't matter whether, like it doesn't matter whether who's in office, whether it's Trump or Biden, you have to be the best you, right? Definitely. And you can't look to be like, oh, because he's the president I'm failing or because he's the president I'm succeeding. You know, it's, it's all on you. I mean, so I always look to blame everything on myself. Right. I mean, like, if, if, if I'm going to be really simple, I'm just going to be like, and it's you you have to be a critic of yourself. Yeah. And, and that's how are you responsible for like where you are? Yeah. And I mean, here's the reality, man. Everybody's going to fuck up in life. You know, I, I mean, I fuck up all the time and I tell people I'm not perfect, but I think the most important thing is just to keep going, you know, just to keep going and never give up. And you have to learn how to have faith in yourself. And if you can't have faith in yourself, then you need faith in something much bigger than yourself. And um, you have to give yourself reasons to succeed in life. You have to give yourself reasons to su succeed. And But here's the thing. You have to do that with work. Right? Like, for example, if I get up in the morning and I don't train and I don't teach, I actually don't feel good. And I'll actually get depressed. This is something true about me. This and so I'm I'm just talking about myself as a person. Like I actually like myself. I have to get. I I have to do things. I have to do things. If I don't, if 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 if, if I if I don't feel like I'm making progress in my uh, in my life, I get depressed. Uh, and, and, and I start to feel like I'm wasting my talents and I'm wasting my life. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I fucked up. Um, I've made mistakes, but I, I always try to get back up and keep going. Mm. I, I always get up and keep going. And I think, but fuck me, forget me. Whoever's listening, this is about you. You keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. refuse to lose. You have to refuse to lose. And like, Look, you're going to wake up days that all you're going to have is nothing but problems. You just keep going. That's it. You you just keep going. I mean, you know, shit, for years of my life, I woke up to nothing but problems. And, I, and to a degree, I still do, you know, and, and, and we all do. We all do. Yeah. Everybody suffers. Everybody suffers from something. I'm not special. No one's special in that regard. We all suffer, but just fuck it. You know, find what you love 
you have to find what you love, man. Hmm. Like, I fucking love jujitsu. I love kettlebells. And I love teaching. And I feel very lucky. And, you know, I haven't won all my fights. It's not every month that my school is growing. It's not every year that my school is growing. There were years that I was worse as a fighter. There was years that I was, I did worse as a business. I always felt better as a teacher. I've always felt better as a teacher. I will say that. I've always felt better as a teacher because my knowledge has always grown and my ability to communicate. Because like sometimes as a fighter, right? Like right now, right? Like I go through periods where my neck bothers me. At that point, I can't be the most effective fighter because of my physical limitation, but I can still be my best fucking, I can still be the best teacher because I care and I want to teach my students all my best information. Hmm. And I'm not going to hold anything back, you know, um, which like, you know, I think, I think to, to really learn jujitsu and to really live jujitsu, you have to teach. Hmm. Um, and, and I love teaching, you know, that's, that, that's my mission in life because of course, I, I, of course I want to fight forever. Of course I want to fight forever. Of course I do. I, Cause I love fighting. I love fighting, you know, but you know, teaching, it's how you give back and it's how you make the game grow, you know? And, 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 and that's a beautiful thing. But it's also helps you learn. <laughs> I found that like teaching helps me learn heaps. Yes. Yes. Um, I learned so much from people just asking me questions. Sometimes like my students will ask me something that I never thought, Mm. you know, and, um, you know, because we're all different. Our brains think differently. Yeah. Um, for, for, for me, at this point, I, I feel like I, I learn equally teaching and training, you know, mm-hmm. and here's something that's really cool. I feel like the more I teach and as time has gone on and like the better understanding that I have of jujitsu, um, the more I'm learning from teaching. Mm-hmm. Like it only increases. I, 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 I only feel like my knowledge is increasing. And here's the thing, like, um, I, I, I buy everybody's instructionals and I love studying. <laughs> so like, you know, so like, that's another one too. Mm. I study all the styles of jujitsu plus, plus I've had great teachers I've had a lot of great teachers. Yeah. You know, well, we've had, so. well, you, you just had like John Jacques Machado there, like he, with a couple of his seminars and yeah just like the the, the level that he's at crazy and like him and professor sour and and like you get a hickson seminar or and there's always something different but it's yeah and then you just see the different levels and then uh, if you get to roll with uh some of these higher dudes it's like um yeah you could just you could just feel the um, just a refined technique over like decades and decades of, of uh, training and 
even with injuries and impairments, like John Jacques has his hands impairment, um, he's still being able to have lots of success and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But um, you mentioned before, like part of being health, healthy, having a healthy diet eat, and like sleep and all that, like we could probably do a whole podcast on, on sleep and diet, but um, what would you, or what at the moment, well, you're not, you're not uh, fighting at the moment, but what diet, um, what's, what's your current healthy diet, if, if that makes sense? So first of all, um, I'll give my opinion on diet in general. Mm, yeah. We're all different. I, I view diet the same way that I view my jujitsu. Like, for example, uh, one guy um, can eat a heavy carb diet, carb carbs and meats, right? They can have a heavy diet of carbs and meats where other guys have to go low carb, where there's other guys where go just straight protein, there's other guys that go keto. Then there's pescatarians, there's vegetarians, there's vegans. You know, there's all these different diets. I think they all work. I think they all have potential to work. What I would recommend to someone is you experiment with what sounds um, like what would work best for your, like, um, for you, where you live, like the, your access to food, your body, you know what I'm saying? Your mm. culture. Mm. Um, I think that's a big and, thing, the culture, like, uh, eating what your ancestors, like what your body type, what your, what your genetics tell you. Yeah. Like for example, I've done, I've done low carb. I've done keto. I've done the carb um, and then I, I've experimented with all the diets. I mean, if, if I'm not, um, I, I mean, I, I grew up on a Mediterranean, I grew up on a Mediterranean diet. Here's what's really funny. Uh, you know, growing up, my parents had a pizza restaurant and then my family still does now. Mm-hmm. So like I'm into eating all these like different meats, pastas and pizzas. Mm. So like I'm, I'm used to eating everything, you know what I'm saying? And the only time it really mattered to me was when I was trying to get to like a certain uh, weight. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause like, I feel like what my body operates under the best under is like a, a diet that has everything, but not, not so heavy on carbs. But if I want to get super fucking shredded and I want to like, I have to eat less carbs. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I, the, the last time that I cut to 145, which was in 2016, I did it with a ketogenic diet. And then here, here was something that really blew my mind away too. Like, um, before that, my testosterone was really low. Mm. And I was like, all right, let's see what this can do to my test too. And we really focused on going super high fats. Like I did keto basically for 
a year straight mm. and uh my testosterone shot up to like high 800s with just just a heavy ketogenic diet so like when people talk to me like hey man i want to naturally increase my testosterone with my diet i think ketogenic is the best mm. for that and i actually felt that i actually felt too for like recovery purposes with like the least amount of inflammation that was the best the only thing that i didn't like cutting to 45 because at the time i felt like i was older you know because man i started competing at 145 when i was 14 years old and here i was as like a as like a 30 year old man i'm still making 145 you know hmm. i felt that when i cut to that weight class because like i at the time i was walking around like to one i was walking around at 170 170 173 cutting to 45 even though I was super strong and I was one of the better guys at my weight, I felt like it made me susceptible to injuries. So what I would say to people sometimes like, yeah, you can make the weight, but like, it's not good for your health. Hmm. Yeah. Especially you know what I mean? All the time. Yeah. Like, 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 like if you're cutting weight and, and you're, you're 170 and you, you drop down to 45, I, I just feel like you could, you know, you're, you're a little more fragile. Mm. Like for example, when I cut to 55, I never feel fragile. Yeah. Well, that's what that, that, that's why like for me too, that's why I don't cut to 145 anymore. I just feel like where I am in my career, like when I fight, like, yeah, I won't go to 45 anymore. Yeah, not like, unless not unless there's a stupid amount of money. <laughs> well, I'll do it for the right amount that, of money, yeah. but but uh, it doesn't appear to be there right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I cut to one forty five at the start of the last year before COVID, and um, yeah, I've what did you, what, what did you walk around at? Uh, probably at one, probably one one sixty. It was probably one. It was, I was one fifty five. That was fine. The first day was one fifty five. And the second day was 145, but I didn't make weight the first day. But the second day, I basically, but I just made weight and I ran straight. And then I called my name, ran straight onto the mat. Didn't have time to even get a drink or like, full, you know, fully tape up my fingers or anything. But it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, definitely felt way weaker there. But like with the ketogenic diet, like high fat and the high cholesterol, that's the building blocks of hormones. So it makes perfect sense why your tests, why the testosterone went up. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting. I was eating less. Mm. Mm. I was eating less, but I was just, uh, I actually really enjoyed the ketogenic diet, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's actually a really fucking expensive diet. You can't like, like, like if you go keto, you're going to spend a lot of money. Mm. Cause like the, the products, they're expensive. Yeah. It's not a cheap, but I, I think out of all the diets that I ever fucked with, that was the most expensive. Mm. You know why? Because I got into eating the nice cheeses. Yeah. Yeah. You get into, <laughs> yeah. Those cheeses can cost a little 150 gram cheese would be like 10 bucks, 15 bucks. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. But like go back to the village and eat the eat the halumia eat, eat the halumi cheese and everything like just natural freshly made from the goats that that are there That's oh man i miss that it. yeah i miss that yeah. i miss so, that 
Yeah, just want to like, um, with, with regards to you're doing, you've got your school and everything, and I've noticed you've got some online tutorials on that. Can you talk about um, what you're offering there? And like, yeah, and I saw if you, uh, you've got a pretzel grip or something. Can you explain? Um, yeah, just like tell people where they can find those uh, instructionals. Like you were saying, you enjoy buying other people's instructionals and stuff. So is that something that people can get a hold of? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you go to BJJ Fanatics, I have three DVDs. Um, the Mastering the Art and Science of Locking the Shoulder, Mastering the Art and Science of Locking the Shoulder from the Rubber Guard, and then um, the pretzel grip guillotine system. Uh, so all three of those instructionals, like um, it's my life's work. I didn't hold anything back, you know? So if you're interested in becoming better at arm bars, spider web, rubber guard, uh, improving your guillotine, you know, uh, all those instructionals are for you. There's also my own website, dennyprocouples.com, that I have um, um, where I also teach. If you want to learn from me, um, oh, my website's bjjsanfrancisco.com, sanfrancisco.com. Check us out. You know, we offer a three-day free trial. So if you're in the area, you know, everybody's welcome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, do you have any online any social media you want to promote? Like, just I mean, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Danny Brokobos. You know, it's real simple. Nice one, brother. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me on. You know, no uh, is it anything else you want to touch on before we left? Or like, uh, yeah, um, for, you know, all those people that are like training, never stop because you'll only get better by consistently training. That's my message. Like, don't stop training. Just stay consistent, you know, and peace and love all around the world. Well, that's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So I guess we'll leave it there. And thank you, Denny, for that. That was an awesome chat. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. We'll see. Alrighty guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Danny as much as I did. Yeah. Be sure to check out his videos at bjjfanatics.com. Uh, be sure to check out his socials down below and all that. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, share all that jazz. And yeah, hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did and we'll catch you later. We'll Yeah, um, um, bro, you ever tried this, like, this is sparkling water, but it's, like, pink grapefruit? It's, like, the most amazing shit ever. San Pellegrino. Yeah, I just started getting into San Pellegrino uh, waters, and they're, um, yeah, it's, one, it's supposed to be one of the best waters for, uh, in terms of um, out of the ground.
sparkling water. The sparkling one's really good. But yeah, the flavored one. Fucking incredible. Mm. So but like, uh, it's it's pink grapefruit and citrus blend. Okay, nice, <laughs> lovely. Uh, 